the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. As much as I'd like to think I would have passed the test of faith that confronted Noah, I'm not so sure I would have. Join us today as Pastor Rander explains how daunting the task God presented to Noah was and how much faith it took to execute God's plan in this message, Noah, a man of faith. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. The Word of God reads in Genesis 6, 17 through 22, And behold, I myself am bringing floodwaters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die, but I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall go into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female of the birds after their kind, of animals after their kind, of every creeping thing of the earth after its kind. Two of every kind will come to you to keep them alive. And you shall take for yourself of all food that is eaten, and you shall gather it to yourself, and it shall be food for you and for them. Thus Noah did according to all that the Lord that, that the Lord God commanded him, so did he. As a matter of fact, underline that. That's so critical. You'll be seeing that. That's the theme of all of these chapters dealing with Noah. Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him, so he did. That is the theme of Noah's life. And from this message, we want to, to speak uh, this morning on build the ark, come in, and wait on God to move. Build the ark, come in, and wait on God to move. First of all, we're going to start off with God's instructions to Noah. God's instructions to Noah. God tells Noah that he's going to destroy all flesh which has the breath of life, and God gives Noah specific instructions to preserve his life and family, as well as others who would heed God's warning through Noah. The scripture says in Genesis chapter 6, verse 17, And behold, I myself am bringing floodwaters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die. My friends, with that being said... God is never foggy, ambiguous, or unclear with his instructions. He's never foggy, never ambiguous, or unclear with his instructions, which means we can never say we didn't understand what God was saying. God is always direct and clear with his instructions, with his directions. The real question is, will you place God's will over your will, submit to God, and obey him. 
My friend, there is a coming day of judgment. And no matter how dark and wicked America becomes, we must keep sharing the good news of Jesus Christ because the gospel is our only hope for salvation. In the gospel of Luke chapter 17, verses 26 through 28, it says, and as it was in the days of Noah, this is, look, our Lord's talking. So it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And the flood came and destroyed them all. Let me just say something about this uh, Luke passage briefly. The return of Christ will be sudden. It will be swift and it will be unannounced as it was in the days of Noah, says Jesus. When Jesus comes, people will be doing the same things and even worse. That's the day they will be eating. Aren't folk eating? They will be drinking. Aren't folk drinking? They will be marrying. People are marrying. And for the most part now, so many of them not marrying. They've gone, they've gone AWOL and they're just living together and live-ins and partnerships, shacking and so forth. They will be partying today, consumed with sports, consumed with sports, television, social media, technology, fashion, clothes, beauty, making more money today, consumed with this stuff, gambling, politics, sexual immorality, and much more, then suddenly Christ will come to judge the world in righteousness. The scripture says in the book of Acts, chapter 17, verse 31, because he has appointed a day on which he, the Lord Jesus Christ, will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained, he has given assurance of this to all by raising Jesus from the dead. And let me just add a caveat to this. The certainty of Jesus' being raised from the dead gives us the assurance that there is a coming day of accountability and reckoning where Jesus will come and judge this sinful world. The first time he came, he came as a baby, born in Bethlehem of Judea, born to save the people from their sins. But when he comes the next time, he's coming, he's coming as judge to judge the world in righteousness. Secondly, about this passage, back in Genesis 6, Noah comprehensively prepared the ark as God instructed. He comprehensively prepared the ark as God instructed And Noah left no detail undone. Partial obedience would have been fatal to all who were in the ark because the slightest deviation from God's instruction would have put the ark at risk of destabilization and even sinking during the flood. Genesis chapter 6 verse 22 says, Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him, so he did. That is profound. Let's just say, repeat it after me. Thus Noah did. Say it. According to all that God commanded him, so he did. Wow. You want to live a blessed life? 
follow this scripture. You want to see God do something unusual through you? Follow this scripture. You want to be a sweet smelling aroma in the nostrils of God? Follow this scripture. You want to hear God say servant well done when you go to heaven? Follow this scripture. Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him. So he did. Number three, we must obey God even when his instructions do not make sense or does not seem logical to our finite minds. My friends, we must obey God when his instructions do not make sense or does not seem logical to our finite minds. Uh, Noah had a very difficult assignment, but in his heart he knew that with God all things are possible. Because it says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, by faith. You know, we come to Christ by faith. We live by faith and we die in the faith. By faith, nor being divinely warned of the things not yet seen. Moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household. Beloved, don't expect to grow spiritually unless you are willing to be stretched beyond your comfort zone. I repeat, that's, that, that's profound. Don't expect to grow spiritually unless you're willing to be what? Stretched beyond your comfort zone. Some of you are in a spiritual cocoon and you just like to be nice and comfy in the church with your friends, uh, uh, us foes shut the door and no more. But let me tell you something. Uh, we, we gather here to learn. We gather here to receive the word of God, to pray, to worship, to prepare ourselves, and then to go out into the world and tell people about the good news of Jesus Christ. And God wants to do something unusual through you. And God wants to take you into a way that you haven't not been before. Matter of fact, serving God is an adventure. That's right. Serving God is an adventure. He doesn't make sense. He'll put you in places you never thought you'd be. He asks you to do something you never thought you could do. He'll stretch you beyond yourself into new spiritual dimensions. And if you surrender to him, your rights, your will, your way, watch God work through you. Like Noah, there are extraordinary things that our Lord wants to do through you, which means you must not resist his challenging you to reach your God-given destiny to the glory of God. Fourthly, Noah had a long, difficult, divine assignment, and yet he refused to quit. The assignment was long. It was difficult, but in the midst thereof, he refused to quit. Noah kept on building And he kept on preaching, even though he didn't see the fruits of his labor. Yet so many in ministry today uh, have no problem quitting and leaving their divine assignment. Where is your passion for Christ? Where is your commitment for Christ? I'm so glad that you're here today, my friends. In the midst of the storm, the light and the rain, you came. That's a sign of commitment and passion. People that have no commitment or passion, one raindrop and they're seeing tornadoes. They they see hell on the way (laughs) and they stay home. But thanks be to God that your presence here today uh, is a sign of your commitment. Saints quit because of feeling unappreciated. Many quit the ministry because of being disrespected, burned out. They become weary in well-doing. 
They become distracted, lose focus, become pursuers of money, and often become discouraged. My friend, listen, Noah preached for 120 years. That's a long time. (laughs) Through trials to people who were rebellious and refused to adhere to his message that God had given him. They were in his day self-centered. Oh, that's, that's like today. Lovers of pleasure, like today. Sinful and wicked, just like many uh, multitudes of America today. Yet Noah kept his focus on God and completed his divine assignment, which blessed him, his family, and the animal kingdom as well. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. As we see the passage unfold, surely Noah's works were not in vain. Beloved, like Noah, your obedience can become a blessing to your family and to others, or your rebellion can really be a liability to yourself, your family, and others. Your decisions affect your family and those around you as well. Genesis six nineteen says, And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to, underline this, to keep them alive with you. Don't be so fast to read the Bible. Every phrase is loaded with truth to keep them alive with you. If Noah had been negligent or even rebelled against God's instruction, he would have been responsible for the extinction of the human race as well as the animal kingdom. We are here today, my friends, because of Noah's obedience. Isn't that incredible? We're here today because of Noah's obedience. Number five, like Noah, sometimes the task that God places upon us seems so overwhelming. Sometimes he puts things on us that are so challenging and so difficult. But God knows exactly where you are, my friend. Be confident that he will not put any more on us than we can bear. He will give us the wisdom and strength to accomplish the assignment that he places upon us. For example, some of you may be facing a difficult problem in your place of employment. Others of you, you have, maybe you, maybe you have a special need child that's challenging. Or maybe you yourself have a physical disability or a difficult spouse or child, caring for aging parents, abandonment, the death of a primary provider. Some of you have a chronic illness. Or some of you, as we know for a fact, have are going through the death of precious loved ones. Every time we look around, someone is dying, either in Maranatha or connected to Maranatha. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 through 10 says, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecution, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. That's right. When I'm weak, 
when it seems like I can't go another further. I mean, that's when you, you experience the power of God and folk wonder, how do you stand in the midst of your trials? How do you keep going when relatives and parents and so forth are sick A death of a loved one is because of the strength of Almighty God that sustains you in times of calamity. Let's move on according to the subject. It's time to come in. In Genesis chapter 7, verses 1 through 10, it says, Then the Lord said to Noah, Come into the ark, you and all your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. You shall take with you seven each of every clean animal, a male and his female, two each of animals that are unclean, a male and his female. Also seven each of birds of the air, male and female, to keep the species alive on the face of all the earth. For after seven days, I will cause it to rain on the earth 40 days and 40 nights, and I will destroy from the face of the earth all living things that I have made. Look, underline this, and Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. For 120 years, he did all that the Lord commanded him. Noah was 600 years old when the floodwaters were on the earth. So Noah, with his sons, his wife, and his sons' wives, went into the ark because of the waters of the flood, of clean animals, of animals that are unclean, of birds, and of everything that creeps on the earth. Two by two, they went into the ark, male and female, as God had commanded Noah. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were on the earth. Wow. Number one, I'd like to say something about this passage. In this passage, notice the emphasis in God's instructions that he places on male and female. All the way through that passage, you see male and female, male and female. Any other combination would have led to human and animal extinction. In Genesis chapter 7, verses 2 and 3, it says, You shall take with you seven each of every clean animal. Look, a male and his female, two each of animals that are unclean, a male and his female, also seven each of birds of the air, male and female. What? To keep the species alive on the face of all the earth. I'm so glad Noah obeyed. Praise God that Noah did not listen to the politically correct voices of his day and brought aboard the ark same-sex partners and animals which would have resulted in the end of the human race and the animal kingdom as well. Secondly, about this passage, now you don't have to say amen, it's still true, okay? I don't apologize for the truth. It's true whether you, well, you believe it or not, it's true. Secondly, Noah's faith obedience and righteousness not only blessed him and his family, but the animal kingdom as well. In Genesis chapter 6, verses 19 and 20, it says, and of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you, Noah. 
They shall be male and female of the birds after their kind, of animals after their kind, of every creeping thing on the earth after its kind. Two of every kind will you will come to you to keep them alive. My friends, Noah's faith and obedience literally saved not only his life, but the life of his family and the animal kingdom as well. And even today, if we're going to experience salvation, we must believe in Christ alone, obey him, and be clothed in the righteousness of Christ. Isaiah 61.10a says, I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness. Thirdly, the animals were more obedient than the people. That's staggering. You need to write that down. The animals had more sense than the people. God brought the animals to Noah. Noah didn't whistle. Noah didn't have to go out seeking them. Noah didn't have to scream. Noah did not have to run from a lion, uh, a bear. (laughs) God brought the animals to Noah to come into the ark, and they obeyed. It's amazing how stubborn, rebellious people made in the very image and likeness of God refused to hear Noah's desperate plea to come aboard the ark and be saved, whereas the animals heard their creator's voice. I I can just imagine with my sanctified imagination, God telling the lions and the tigers and the gorillas or whatever, go see Noah on the ark. Don't go biting. Don't don't go clawing. Just go. (laughs) And there they go. No, no rains, nobody pulling them, nobody wrestling with them. Here they come. And Noah just get out the way and watch them go quietly, orderly. Meow. Just move the cats. Woof, dogs. Oh, God. Can't y'all see them all coming, the birds? And they're just all coming. And Noah just said, wow. Look at them. Look at them come aboard. That, that's fascinating. Fascinating. Just absolutely fascinating. And so it's amazing how the animals obeyed, whereas Noah's desperate plea to come aboard the ark for man, they did not hear. The animals heard their creator's voice, obeyed him, and humbly came aboard. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 3, I love this verse. It says, the ox knows its owner, and the donkey its master's crib. But Israel does not know, my people do not consider. To demonstrate just how evil and wicked the days of Noah were, Uh, He preached to the ungodly of his day for 120 years, and only his family ended up coming into the ark. What a sad commentary. For 120 years, and only his family comes into the ark. Noah kept on building. Noah kept on preaching. Even though his generation didn't repent and proceeded in their wickedness, Noah wasn't privileged to see what Jonah saw in his day. Get that now. Noah was not privileged to see what Jonah saw in his day. You got to turn it. This is fascinating. You know, it's amazing how people can obey in one place 
and disobey in another. In, in Jonah chapter 3, just the opposite happened at the preaching of Jonah. Oh, this is good. Jonah preached a message of repentance to the wicked people of Nineveh. The king and all the people of Nineveh repented at the preaching of Jonah. It says in Jonah 3, then the Lord uh, spoke to Jonah a second time, get up. You know, he just got out of that big fish. So you know he was going to get up this time. <laughs> get up now, you old <laughs> Get up and go. I know you got fish sin all over you. Get up and go to that great city of Nineveh and deliver the message that I've given you. This time Jonah obeyed the Lord's command and went to Nineveh, a city so large that it took three days to see it all. That's a huge city. On the the day Jonah entered the city, he shouted to the crowds, 40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. Short message. I guess y'all wish I would preach that short. (laughs) 40 days from now and Nineveh will be destroyed. (laughs) No sound system. 40 days from now and Nineveh will be destroyed. Verse 5, the people of Nineveh believed God's message. And from the greatest to the least, they declared a fast and put on a burlap to show their sorrow. When the king of Nineveh heard that Jonah was, heard what Jonah was saying. Here's the king now. This is the king. He stepped down from the White House. And this time from the throne here and took off his royal robes. He dressed himself in burlap and sat on a heap of ashes. Then the king and his nobles sent this decree throughout the city. No one, not even the animals from your herds and flocks may eat or drink anything at all. Now this was a fast. You talk about a real fast. People and animals alike must wear garments of mourning and and everyone must pray earnestly to God. They must turn from their evil ways and stop all their violence like America today. Who can tell? Perhaps even yet God will change his mind and hold back his fierce anger from destroying us. When God saw what they had done, and how they had put a stop to their evil ways. That's, that's, look, and put a stop to their evil ways. Look what God did. Some translations say he relented. But let me just get down right to the New Living Translation. It says he changed his mind. Why? Because they changed their attitude. And they repented in sackcloth and ashes. And did not carry out the destructions that God had threatened. Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently, yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and he knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust him, lean on him, and to acknowledge him. Whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure, no matter what it is, God will order our steps when we depend on him and him alone to uniquely perform His good and perfect work within us. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. 
Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Families and friends, join the entire Maranatha Bible Church family for food, fun, prizes, and fellowship at its 2022 Hallelujah Fun Festival on Saturday, October 29th from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on the Maranatha grounds. Fun activities for all ages include photo booths, ball pits, moon bounces, pony rides, petting zoo, pumpkin hunt, s'mores, cakewalk, and so much more. See you on the 29th at 11 a.m. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.